um, another episode. We are back again. So we are super excited today to have Hannah here um, from Real Rad Food. We are literally obsessed with your brand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Quite cool. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. I think we'll let you introduce yourself fully and just explain kind of, yeah, where you're from and then starting on to Real Rad Food. But I think before we do that, we should do our little cheers to the week. So... Elise yes. and I, uh, we try to do it every week, do a little cheers, and it can be something really good or, like, really shitty or, like, sad or funny or, yeah, anything, small, big, anything. Um, so, Elise, do you want to wanna kick us off there? Yeah. I actually haven't really planned anything to say, but I guess um, I've got COVID, so, and I just got that yesterday, yeah. so... Well, or the night before. Yeah, so cheers to that. Cheers to COVID. It was a, um, honestly, cheers to COVID because it was going to happen. And, um, yeah, now I've got it. And I guess I'll just get that out of the way and hopefully be a little wee while before I get it again. But, yeah, that's me. Cheers to that, Gillies. What's yours, Grace? Um, I think mine should be I started a new job this week. Um, but three days in, I got, um, a bug, a stomach bug. So that was amazing. So then I've been off for two days. So I only Mm. got three days in to my new job at my new center. So that's amazing. Thank you children for giving me a vomiting bug. (laughs) That's interesting as well. Oh, sorry. You go, Hannah. There you go. Um, that's interesting as well because you've been in early childhood for a while. So it's not like you're new to teaching where you get bugs all the time it's interesting that you changed centers and just got one straight away they were like welcome (laughs) it's your initiation i literally yeah i had my little introduction walked around the center got a bug went home like it's literally (laughs) oh like this is the children and this is the bug that's in our center have it (laughs) (laughs) oh What's yours, anyway, Hannah? That was mine. Would be we've really I've really started to this year lean into a four day work week. So I we hit the road on Thursday evening to go to Fongmatar for a few days, which was so nice. Um, and cheers to just making that four day work week happen because I've said I'm going to do it for like mm. a year, and this year I'm actually just like where I'm I'm not going to be logging in on Friday sort of thing. So it's nice. Yeah, we work really hard Monday to Thursday and sometimes on a Sunday as well. But mm. um, I like it's it's cool to be able to give both Kelsey, my employee, and I Fridays when like there's no reason why we can't like our business model is able to do that. So why not? Yeah, Amazing. I love that. That's so cool. I think like if it's so cool to be able to recognize whether your work and it might be different. There might be some weeks where you're like, actually, no, we do need to work on a Friday. But I think, you know, it's obviously that standard you work nine to five Monday to Friday. And it's like, we're all just doing this because everyone's been doing it for years and years. If you don't need to do it, like, you know, people that have got jobs where they, they just need to do their work and it doesn't necessarily require being on the phone or talking to people. It's like, do your work and then finish for the day. (laughs) If only. We squeeze love into those four days, but it's pretty nice when you get that Friday. Yeah, I bet. And do you often work on have to work on a Sunday? Um, it's very rare, but I have had to 
recently just because things are so busy um and we're going through a bit of a growth period i suppose and um kelsey also got covid like two weeks ago so um yeah but i don't mind it my partner works on a sunday so it's kind of fine um Mm. and it kind of gives you like a nice head start into the week so it's all good yeah okay well do you want to um do you want to yeah that do you want to tell us all about from from start I guess where you started with Real Red Food tell everyone what the company is <laughs> otherwise they'll be like what are you guys talking about so yeah tell us what you do and like kind of how it all started yeah so I yeah own a company called Real Red Food founded it uh nearly five years ago so we're five on like the first of April which is just so crazy to me I was 21 when I started the company um and the five years have flown by but also so much has just happened in that time that feels like I've lived an entire lifetime and real red mm-hmm. food has just been yeah, a massive part of my life I was born in Tauranga went to Auckland University to study for three years I got a geography degree super wow. random <laughs> but yeah and then I while I was at university had an Instagram account um, and I was just sharing plant-based food and that sort of thing like back sort of five years ago ish like there was like a massive community of foodie people and especially in that plant-based space and I found myself there um and really enjoying that online community so yeah I just fell in love with connecting with people online creating plant-based food um and just social media in general I love to see the account grow at the time and it was just really exciting um and then I finished university and I decided that I was going to try and make this plant-based food account like a full-time gig. I knew that the cakes, the raw cakes that I were doing were the ones that were getting the highest engagement online. So I was like, I feel like this is, this is going to be the product that um, I essentially monetize and turn, I, I build a brand around so that I can do what I love, which is social media marketing and creating a community online. So I, I, went full-time into it um, and found a commercial kitchen space. I signed up to all of the local markets and just started selling the slices and the cakes that I was creating online to local cafes. And then from there, we grew to, you know, nationwide frozen distribution. So we were in cafes across the country. And then we launched a website. We started being able to send to people's doors. And then we... In early 2020, prior to COVID, we launched a protein powder, which was our first ambient product. It was just a really exciting time for the company because we were able to see that the brand could go so much further than just a raw slice. And then Mm -hmm. lockdown happened and then Mm -hmm. um, we launched into uh, supermarkets with Red Bull mixes as a result of that. And then... Later this year, we launched a sleep supplement and yeah, so that's like a really brief overview of sort of what we've done over the past five years and how the brand went from like a foodie Instagram to a company that sold product to a company that sold a range of products across different markets. Um, And yeah, here we are. We're still only a team of two, but we outsource all of our ambient manufacturing, which means that we can focus more on, we focus really deeply on our frozen slices because it's like a really, it's a niche that um, we don't want to hand over to anyone else because it's something special that we create in house. And Mm -hmm. also it just allows us to, 
you know, be really agile in the frozen slice space and stay really connected to that product in terms of what we do on social media as well. It's um, the content that people still love the most. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been a ride, but it's been fun the slices that you make in your factory and how like seeing them on Instagram and things it's so it's funny what you get like attracted to because they're so beautiful like the colors and they always come out from what we see like it's so perfect like making them I love those like reels of like anyone making things like cooking and stuff so yeah it's so satisfying your reels of making the the different slices and stuff are yum as well (laughs) a lot of engagement so we keep doing that Mm. Yeah, sounds like such a um, crazy journey. Like when you sum it up like that in one go, but it's like, holy moly. That's like, you must be so busy all the time, especially only having one staff member. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, I think that, you know, I'm 26 now and it's, I I don't have children. I don't like real red food has had 100% of me for the past five years and We, and I, you know, the first few years, I didn't have a whole lot of balance in my life for sure. Like I was going to the markets every single weekend, sometimes Saturday and Sunday, and I was just working a lot. I definitely have a really good work-life balance now because I sort of burnt out right after COVID. And I was like, I don't know how I, I don't like, I don't love this anymore. I don't want to go into work anymore. And then I sort of pulled it all back and all of a sudden found myself on the other side of that. And I was like no, this is actually an amazing opportunity. Like, I get the opportunity to have, to have speak with so many um, intelligent like mentors, amazing people, and I've learned so much in the past five years that I would never want to give it up sort of thing. But I've created a life now that doesn't at all feel like I'm this like headless chicken running around putting out fires. Like For sure, there's mm-hmm. things that go wrong, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like extremely stressful because the larger you grow, the more stressful it is. But on the whole especially the last 12 months like we just feel like an established company that has systems in place and that you know we work hard and we do a lot of marketing on we do a lot of social media marketing to sell our product but we've also worked really hard to build an audience that continues to come back to us you know on a weekly or monthly basis so we're not having to like put in that there's not that pressure of like putting in that graph every single day that I used to feel like I used to feel like this is all going to topple over on me and mm-hmm. I, what am I going to do? Whereas now I, I back us so much more, so it's just the pressure is a little bit a little bit less, I suppose. That's yeah, really that's, cool. That's really cool. Um, going back before you had your um, your place where you make all the slices now and everything, like your factory, say. Um, before that, were you making the slices from your home? I was in before the the current place that we're at I was in a shared kitchen space so still in the mount and it was still a commercial kitchen but I shared it with three other businesses so one lady made like baked cakes and one lady made lactation products like cookies um and that was I was there for yeah the first two years and then all of a sudden it was just like holy heck like we need more space (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so cool your factory or I call it a factory I don't know why because it just looks like such a big space but yeah um yeah but it looks so so ideal and good for you now like it just looks like such a cool working space it totally is and again like I drive to work like 10 minutes that way against the traffic I drive home this way like again I'm like everything just 
often feels like this is just like too good to be true because I'm always missing the traffic going out there. I'm always missing it coming back here. I park my car and then like there's this beautiful beach that we can walk along and yeah, I feel a lot of gratitude for what I get to do on a daily basis. And um, yeah, the factory was just like this massive breath of fresh air because for so long there was just like, it was so cramped and we worked in such a cramped space that all of a sudden we like had everything sort of just became a whole lot we were so much more efficient and like the content part of it we were able to produce like beautiful content I was really proud of what we were sharing like everything is stainless steel it's like a real commercial kitchen Mm. custom made for real rad food so it's pretty cool yeah that's amazing and going back to the um how you had a bit of a lull like after COVID where you were like you know is this what I want to do was that when you hired your staff member or had you already yeah, I had a staff member through COVID. I actually and I actually had two, but they were more like very small hours, but just spread across two people. Whereas Kelsey now is like, you know, sometimes can work up to 40, 45 sort of thing. But yeah, I had two during COVID and then one of them left at the end of COVID and it, it didn't have anything to do with staffing, this massive like mental breakdown I had, but um, mm. I had staff then for sure. But um, they weren't as, I suppose, uh, like operational. So Kelsey is very operational. She does every, she essentially manages the whole kitchen um, and order processing and everything. So I was still a lot more hands-on with like the day-to-day tasks. But again, I don't think that that had a, had a big impact on it. Maybe it did. Um, but I think it was just a matter of like, I just worked so hard for three years sort of thing and then I was all of a sudden like I don't know how I continue working like this when it honestly I think I just had like a little like this dark cloud just came over me and I couldn't even really explain it I still can't really explain it to you guys but I just was like I can't go to work like this sort of thing I just didn't want to be there Mm. and I was like in that space for like a month and you know got a bit of therapy but I'd go to therapy and it and it was almost like I was just constantly talking about business problems and my therapist would be like sounds like you need a business mentor <laughs> and yeah. like, oh. so I then reached out to a company called Soda and they are like a small business incubator based in Hamilton and I you know we had like a big sit down strategy meeting and we just figured out how this business was going to be like viable for me for at least like you know two months, six months. And if it was still not working, we could look at an exit sort of thing. But then um, as time went on and I, I just, the dark cloud sort of left, I was just able to get perspective. And I was actually just like, I like love my life. I love this company. It's um, way too good to just give up on now. And then a series of events happened after that. Um, and things just started to fall in place because you know, COVID was hard, but COVID was also another period of growth for us. So we were actually doing well in terms of like a business, but there was just a few things that happened in succession um, that made me feel like I had built this machine that I wasn't equipped to drive um, Mm -hmm. with my experience. And I was just like, I felt well in over my head and didn't want to deal with the shit that we had been dealing with. But yeah, yeah, as I said before, it just feels like we haven't had to face the crisis that the multiple crises that we faced back then um for the past year and I just think that's come from a matter of experience and also stress is like you know it's a muscle and the more you sort of work it the better you become at dealing with it so yeah 
Amazing. Well, with um, going back, sorry, Elise, with um, no. COVID, you mentioned what I like. What were the effects that you felt with COVID? Did you, yeah, were there any changes? How did you deal with, you know, the the pandemic as such with your business, etc. Yeah, we um, there was the largest track. Well, the first lockdown, we were fully closed down, like pretty much everyone else was um and we didn't do anything in terms of production or sending orders out for four weeks so that was like a big deal but again we run the business pretty lean in terms of you know our overheads we're not in massive debt or anything like that we had government support so we were actually fine so I used that time to figure out where Real Radford was going to go and what and if this uh lockdown continued long term the markets that we needed to be in in order to survive and we I was like it has to be supermarkets because prior to that I didn't think that Real Radford would ever sit in supermarkets but I was like supermarkets make sense we want to our customers have an everyday luxury like an everyday health food luxury that they can pop in their trolleys every week sort of thing so we developed Radbull mixes um that was the largest, you know, change. It was the creation of a whole new revenue stream for us, which was really exciting. But we did see a really big drop off in our cafe wholesale clients, just because you know hospitality has been absolutely, yeah, hurt for the past two years. So, and we're still seeing that. But we've just we were able to again we built a strong brand so we've been able to to diversify in different um categories and supermarkets and just wherever um in order to if they can't buy a slice from their uh cafe the cafe they used to go to maybe they can buy a rabble mix from the supermarket so yeah wow what like what led you to get into this business after your geography degree did you because you say that you love like marketing and things like that did you ever have to do any marketing courses or does this all this kind of thing just come naturally to you the whole businessy side of things yeah I haven't done any courses no um and I just came out of my geography degree and I just knew how to like I it's like I try to use the analogy of like you know when like there's little kids and the parents like get a nanny who speaks French so that the nanny can like speak French to the kid and the kid just grows up being like bilingual. I feel like I was so immersed in social media while I was at university because I just loved it so much. And I have been, I still am so immersed in it. Like I consume so much content that I'm just very fluent in being able to like do social media so I, mm. I yeah I'm a marketer but I'm like a social media marketer like we outsource our digital marketing so paid advertising but I've been able to grow the brand um through social media pretty capably just because I've immersed myself in it so much in terms of the business side of things like I've felt a lot of imposter syndrome at times, especially when we first started to see that growth and I started to have to have hard conversations or make big decisions. I was like, again, like, I'm not equipped to drive this ship or sit at this table. I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, but mm. I've had the opportunity to learn so many things over the past five years that I feel so capable now. And there's, um, I guess, uh, a piece of confidence that comes with that. And... I just think, yeah, the learning part of it is we just failed quickly. So, you know, as soon as something started to go wrong, we saw it and we stopped doing that and we moved on. And I think I was able to be pretty decisive and confident in making big decisions and taking a little bit of risk, but also not too much. Because, again, it was important for me to, you know, not have a big, 
like large amount of debt or not have investors that were sitting on my shoulder telling me you've got to do this this like I wanted it to be something that I could own every single day and it still Mm. is like that I want to although driving the ship makes me very stressed at times it's um really important to me to have like full control and agency over something that I've built for the past five years so it's cool that um you have got Kelsey to be able to kind of like you can put your trust in like you say in operational kind of things like in the kitchen so that you can still have as much input as you need and want in kind of both areas I feel like you can step back and be able to run the business in the way that you want to do it rather than having to like either do everything or um have someone else to run the businessy side of things like you can be still really involved yeah for sure and I have time to be still so involved you know like I don't like to you know like I, we, I have a four-day work week which is lovely but I hate to feel like I don't have like a lot to do in the in my work week like I want to mm. be I want my days to be full I want to be you know teaching my Pilates class at six going to work you know and I have everything like sort of I've got blocks of work jotted out that I know need to be done and when I finish a work day like that that's like fulfilling to me and that's not the same for everyone but you know at least for the next like three or so years I um I'm like committed to the hustle and seeing it get to a point um that I'm really stoked with and then who knows what would happen after that maybe it would be time for me to get some more people into the business so that like maybe I can have babies or something it's definitely um I definitely know that I won't be able to commit my whole life to it forever because I know that there's other chapters in my life that I want to have too, but Mm. I'm enjoying the ride so much right now. Yeah. Talking about the whole like imposter syndrome and like leaps of faith and the risk and being young and all of that kind of thing. Do you, and and even being a a young female, um, do you have any kind of advice for anyone that's wanting to start a business not sure where to start or that's a big question but you know anyone that's like a little bit nervous to take the the leap of faith yeah I remember I used to always sort of say um like fake it till you make it to some degree and then Mm. I just watched drop out on Disney Plus talking about Elizabeth Holmes and I started watching that yeah, and so now, and they were talking about that. She sort of just like started to fake it, and I was like, God, I've got to like stop saying that in interviews because <laughs> you can't really do that, guys. But I did feel like I'm I'm a confident person, but I do feel like, especially in the early days of Real Red Food, I remember taking my slices in to like sell them to cafes, and I hate sales. Like I don't, I my sales is putting a lot of effort into social media. My sales isn't picking up the phone and being like. This is this is what your margin is going to be, and you're going to sell this yeah. many units, and blah, blah, blah. so I remember trying, and I was like, but it's really important that we get into some cafes, and I would like sit in my car, and I would just like feel sort of like this little like mask was coming over like my like shy internally shy face, and I'd walk in there do my thing I felt like they thought I was probably really confident and then I'd walk back out and I'd just like take this big sigh, and to be honest, after this interview, I'll probably like close the screen and I'll be like because like it is there is like um you know you people are multifaceted and you can tap into other areas of yourself in order to get a certain job done and don't be scared of starting something or creating something because you're like oh but internally I'm actually quite a shy person because you can work hard to sort of like carve out these new parts within you and it doesn't have to be you all the time but it's just something that you sort of like tap into every so often and 
that's mm. like a really powerful tool because I'm like, you know, I am still the same person when I hang out with my high school girlfriends from, you know, 10 years ago that I am in the kitchen sometimes, but I'm also sometimes a very different person when I have to answer the phone and figure something out. Um, but yeah, don't be um, scared to explore who you are and what your actual potential could be just because you feel like you're maybe some a type of way that isn't the norm in an industry. Mm, that's really good advice, eh? and I think also like pulling on your strengths, like being able to kind of recognize what are your strengths and what maybe you might need to actually ask for help on so that you can like really maximize like you say the person that you are and what you've got to offer for sure yeah with you with the how you said before trying to like manage your work-life balance and how you had like that burnout period and stuff how do you kind of manage it now can you go home and switch off can you have that like private time at home and not be thinking about like real rad food like how do you kind of manage that now from your burnout yeah I definitely can um I come home and it's like my safe space I you know I, I don't, I'm not um, someone who's constantly checking social media, that sort of thing, in terms of, like, Real Rad Foods account. I'm pretty happy to, like, let that go until I'm coming back. I'm logging back in sort of the next morning at work. But I also think that it's not something that I'm, like, blanket roll, Hannah doesn't touch her phone after work hours or on the weekend in terms of Real Rad Food because it's, it's not something that I have a bad relationship with. So if I'm, like, checking something and maybe I'm screenshotting some people's stories so that we can share them later, like that's not a big deal um for me because I know that I'm just so confident in the fact like I'm, I'm quite intuitive with like how my body's feeling and like what I'm doing for myself in order for me to be okay because maybe if I was working a seven day work week and I was coming home checking Instagram stories responding to people liking people's tags etc it would be too much but the thing is that you know I'm working hard at work four days a week and then I my weekends are often you know I'm often not here I'm often doing things filling my cup up in other ways I'm teaching Pilates so that totally takes me out of real red food as well so I think it's a matter of like everyone's different in terms of what's going to burn them out and um I am confident with how I how I feel about real red food how I feel about getting in the car to drive to real red food every morning um and that's just how I measure um, how uh, much or little work I should be doing. But also everything comes in seasons for me. So mm-hmm. I know that, for example, when Kelsey had COVID, I worked a really big week and I was coming home and I was sitting in here and working again. But I also know that three weeks prior to that, I was in Queenstown yeah. and having an amazing time and I was totally switched off and Kelsey was managing things. So balance isn't something that's achievable to me all the time. It's not something I'm aiming to achieve at all times through the year. But I know that on the whole of the year, I have a really amazing life that fulfills me both personally and professionally. Do you feel like that's taken you a a couple of years to get to that stage where you can genuinely know or like realize when you need to have the balance kind of thing? Because I imagine at the start um, and it being by yourself, like trying to keep afloat and figuring out the business and that kind of thing um, probably would have been a bit harder back then. Yeah, I think so. And um, at the same time, though, we were like experience. I was experiencing this growth for the first time, and there's nothing more exciting than growth in a business. Like you feel like you're like for for me, like you feel like you're sort of like just trying to keep afloat, but like it's like 
everything's going well like it's working what you're doing mm. is working and you want to do more of it and so I was like in this space where yeah, I didn't have a massive work-life balance and it wasn't great on like my physical health but my mental health I was just like this is so exciting like people like know who we are we're getting the word out etc but the people around me like I I didn't have enough time for my friends like friendships suffered um it was quite hard on relationships and I think because I I was selfish right and I totally was and I think the difference now is that I um am fulfilled well I'm actually gonna take it back I was all of my fulfillment came from real red food growing and being successful Mm. and I think that when COVID happened um I was all of a sudden that growth and that success was all of a sudden like a maybe where it hadn't kind of been prior and so all of a sudden my personal because I was so that was my whole world my personal self-worth and value was so closely tied to that that all of a sudden Hannah was not okay when real red food was not okay and I think Mm -hmm. post-covid I really tried to separate out Hannah and real red food so that real red food operates as its own entity and I have my own stuff outside of real red food um so that no matter how well or poorly Real Red Food does, like I'm gonna be okay. And that came from a number of things. And one of the main things was sort of removing me a little bit from the brand because especially on Instagram, I was on there every single day, like my face. And we really tried to switch that, turn the spotlight around on products. And I'm sort of coming back in a little bit more just because of TikTok and the things that gets the engagement annoyingly is my face. (laughs) um, (laughs) Take it as a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was a big thing for me to realize, but something that's been helpful that I think that sometimes I don't realize that that's maybe why I felt so burnt out emotionally in the first sort of few as opposed to now, maybe. With that, with the work-life balance and everything, um, you you have a partner. How do you guys kind of work with that together? Um, do you find time to be yeah together and work on your relationship just as much? Yeah, I'm, that is, um, it's hard. Like, I'm going to be so honest about that. It is really mm-hmm. hard because Mac is, like, way more work-orientated than I am, to be totally honest with you. Um, and and that's why I'm with him because it's really important to me that someone's into their work. But um, it is super challenging, I guess, to be on the other end of that. Like, I'm just like, I need more of you with me because all of a sudden I have this balance and I'm like so what are we doing on the weekend he's like oh shit to the fan I'm gonna have to be at work and I'm just like (laughs) this is like no like we need like I essentially nothing's ever set in concrete and it's the same for us for me I mean like if something goes wrong at Real Red Food, that's going to be my top priority and I'm not going to be able to go, go away on the weekend trip if the freezers break down and we lose all of our products. But that just, that stuff, when you think about Real Red Food compared to like a supermarket level job, there's like a whole lot more moving parts and a whole lot more stuff going wrong. So it is challenging for sure, but in saying that he um, we communicate really openly about like expectations and like... For example, like we like he will lodge leave, and we know now that though that two day weekend we're gonna have it. It's like a no questions asked sort of thing, and um, as opposed to maybe in the earlier days, like it was just like a little bit more of like 
things would come up and he just wouldn't be able to make plans or things would come up for me and I'd be like no I can't or you know we would be sitting at a dinner and I'd have all this stuff blowing up on my phone and he'd be like sort of on the phone talking mm. across the road and mm. um that sort of thing we just I think over the past few years have just um found ways to communicate it better and understand what you know what each other wants and I really want quality time and he understands that and yeah, we just try and make the most of it when we are together. Um, but I do think, and we often say that like, the first three and the next few years of our relationship is probably gonna be that hopefully like the hardest time in our relationship because we're both mm. like, he's working so hard currently and will be for another few years before he moves on to like the next stage in his career that, yeah, it's a juggling act and I don't, um, yeah, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say it's easy because even just like yesterday in Pongwata, he's like, on the, he, this massive blow up happened at work and he was pretty much like consumed by it the whole day. And it is hard, but it's like all for the, like the better future outcome, right? So it's important yeah. to think about that. But then also like I, and I always say this to Mac and I would say this to other couples that are in this, a similar position, like Mac is very future focused, but I'm like, you need to like nurture the, the right now because otherwise the future is, you know, you need to the future. So like, let's like, let's make sure right now is good too, because I can't just be sitting here living in the future. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's very true. And everyone's got a different perspective on that kind of thing as well. Eh? Like it's not, you're not always going to have the, yeah, sorry. I, I fully get that. Like same with um, yeah. my partner, like, He's always striving for the next thing, like in work and that kind of thing. And I, I love that about him. I think that's amazing. Um, it'll get him really far. And it's probably the same with Mac. Like, it'll, that'll get you places in life. But then sometimes I'm like, just hang on, just chill, chill, enjoy right now for a minute. You know, like you've got this thing, you've just achieved this. Let's just enjoy it and be grateful that you're here for now. And then there's always time. But I think having both a perspective on both ends of that um, is healthy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so going back to your work-life balance kind of thing. So managing the two, because you've got, like you said, you've got your personal, well, on Institute social media, you've got your personal brand, don't you? And then you've got Real Rad Foods. So how do you kind of find the balance between the two with your time? And by personal, I mean, like, um, doing any kind of ads or collabs or anything like that. Yeah, I, um, that can be, again, that's kind of like quite not seasonal but sometimes I'm like feel like I'm doing a lot on my personal Instagram account and then other times I'm way more focused on real red food social media but as a whole like you know 40 hours of my week is going towards strategizing or doing content for real red food and the remaining you know everything else that goes on in my personal is sort of just um in terms of like daily content is just around that work day so it's nothing it's definitely not something that i would consider a part-time job mm. or anything like that um i maybe do like a couple ads or i have long-term partnerships every month but it has been and i try and um I guess educate my audience on this on my personal page like everything that so whenever I bill someone from my personal account is billed through real rad food because everything that I do on my personal account is a like because you know I have this platform really because of what I've done with real rad food 
I, if I was working at the council, being a geographer, I don't really think that I would <laughs> probably be jumping on sharing my name. But, um, so I, everything is built through Real Rad Food and it, like everything goes back into Real Rad Food. So to me, when I'm getting partnerships, it's still like a form of Real Rad Food work for me because I'm essentially the ambassador of Real Rad Food. So mm. Two and one, it's like one and the same, I guess, to some degree. Um, and it's just been awesome to be able to, I guess, grow an audience online and be completely myself and then have that in turn make money and allow Real Red Food again to grow without investment or debt um, and allow me to continue driving the ship 100% because, um, yeah, we've we've made some pretty big like monetary investments in the past few years and what I've done on my personal has um, really helped those dreams come true with like new machinery and just new products and that sort of thing. Like those things cost a lot of money and um, it just takes a little bit of the burden away from that financial stress being able to have, I suppose, a side hustle of Hannah, um, Hannah my personal Instagram account. Mm. But definitely not that much time goes into ads when I think about like, um, the amount of time I spend like actually working at Real Red Food versus had an shop. It's not like I'm, it's not a, it's not a, something I would be doing as a job if I wasn't doing Real Red Food sort of amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and recently you've just got some new ambassadors I saw on Instagram for Real Red Food. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, how did you go yeah, about picking those? We, um, yeah, we, they, all of that. So we sort of have, we have Molly, Kobe, and then we have, Kate, who's mostly on TikTok but also Instagram a little bit. But um we, you know, initially were just gifting well no, actually initially they all purchased from us and it was or it was just so cool because I was following them on my personal account and I'd be like, Oh my gosh or like I would see Kate's TikTok being like, Oh my gosh, she purchased from us like that's so cool. I follow all of her TikToks, love them. So then um, it was a matter of me because obviously I have the experience of working with companies like Amen on, you know, gifted, commission or paid basis. So I, I understand how those things are normally structured and I understand communication from the brand to the influencer. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to build out a bit of a ambassador platform because, again, we had um, we were able to make it work in our budget and I just thought that it would be a good little addition to our paid advertising um, efforts. So then, yeah, we pretty much just reached out from there and why we chose them, I suppose, is because it's just like how I, I produce products that I want to consume. And that's mm-hmm. how we've created like a really awesome product range that people love because I feel like I'm very connected to my audience. And it was the same when picking ambassadors because I was like, I consume their content all of their content, whether that be like food or fitness or just their careers in general. I want Real Red Food to be, you know, it's not something for people that just eat gluten-free vegan food because that's not what I do, but it is people that are interested in those sorts of food. It's not for someone that's, you know, self-employed wanting to start a business just because I am, but it's also for people that are like into their career or just are working to live sort of thing. It's for anyone and those people all represent different things, um, in those categories that I am like you go girl you're like doing what you want to do whatever that may be and um I pretty much just picked them like that because I was like I like them so I feel like people that are like-minded to me which is mostly my community will like them um Mm. and they all just share messages that are a little bit different and 
yeah, it was pretty much just dip our, us dipping our toes into that world a little bit, but it's been um, really, yeah, successful so far, so it's cool to be working with them. Yeah, no, that is really cool that you've picked people based on kind of like wanting them to align with you and with your values and Real Red Foods kind of, um, see, like the way that you want people to consume Real Red Food kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, because I think it can be so tough on social media, like you would know all about it. Um influencers and what they're kind of putting out and you don't know what to like you're just like you say consuming so much all the time it's so overwhelming um depending on who you follow and it it can be really hard to know kind of what's authentic and what's not they just shared for because you know I was saying to them we were communicating with them for so long that we wanted that I was working on like an ambassador program sort of thing and you know they kept um purchasing and also just sharing like you know unpaid or without anything because they were just like big fans and that's the same Mm. with how we employ like Kelsey was a really big fan for many years before um we employed her and it just creates beautiful relationships and um it's yeah it's it's fun for everyone to be a part of at that point you know yeah you want people to be genuine, especially like working so closely with them and stuff. You don't want someone to just see you as a, a big brand as such and just to hop on the bandwagon because it's easy. Well, that's kind of what social media can be sometimes. So you want it to be genuine and I think that's really cool. And like the thing is that we actually can't afford to pay the really big influencers who don't give a shit. Because if I know how it works and if someone... If a brand goes to an influencer and the influencer doesn't really know who they are or really want to work with them or believe in what they're doing, Mm. the influencer is probably going to be like, okay, I'm going to charge this person X amount of dollars because I'm not really that excited about it. But Mm. if a brand goes to an influencer and the influencer knows who that brand is, she already purchases her products and she's a big fan already, Mm. she's probably going to be like, I really would love to work with you. What is the budget you're working with, especially with a small business? Like, I know how Mm. that side of it works. And um, that's why I would never approach someone um, who I had never had probably an order from or a message from um, in terms on Real Red's food socials. It just wouldn't. And that's something that that's our strategy. Because it's also, we don't have the funds to pay people thousands of dollars for a story. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy out there. And it's been enlightening because I remember we were going to do like an influencer, we did do an influencer like push when we launched Red Bull Mixes. And we, I just went out, that was my strategy. I just went out to all the people that like had pretty big followings and I like asked them their rate for three stories and it was an enlightening experience for sure. Wow. It expensive. It's such it's a crazy world. using that strategy. Mm. And even like being an influencer and knowing people that are influencers, like I spoke to like some friends that are like, you know, we're like definitely so small in the scheme of things, but like friends with like, you know, 10K or whatever, followers and like like these other people were just charging so much anyway yeah it is a crazy world (laughs) yeah Yeah. very interesting stuff (laughs) Mm. Um, i well we wanted to touch a little bit on your fitness exercise health kind of journey as well because um, you mentioned before you teach pilates and um just from looking on your social media you're really into fitness and running etc how do you how do you do that along with I struggle, I struggle to get to the gym and I don't have a business and all that kind of stuff so how do you I mean you, it's a passion obviously but 
first of all, how did you get into teaching Pilates? And then, yeah, how do you keep that balance up? Yeah, I think, so starting with Pilates, I really wanted to, I was doing a lot of high intensity um, exercise prior to Pilates, which was fun, but I always, and you'll see me, um, like, like I'm always sort of falling in love with a new thing. So for example, I went from high intensity to Pilates, and so I was doing a lot of reformer Pilates, and then I was like, I want to do the course, a module, um, just so that I can be like be a better, be better at Pilates. But also maybe it was something that I could explore to do maybe online classes. And then I was like, I actually really like the studio that I'm going to. And after I did the module, I was like, I would love to teach one or two classes a week, like as a hobby. Um, mm-hmm. And so. I came on board with them and it was just really cool to, and it's still, I'm still teaching it, but it's really cool to be a part of a team where I'm not sort of running the show. So like I'm turning up for my shift and it's just fun to be on the other side of that because I've never really had, you know, I've worked in cafes throughout uni, but I've never had a boss and Mm. I've never been a part of a bigger team. And I just love to, I, I love how, good reform Pilates is for your body how strong can make you I love that burn and I love seeing that burn on people's faces and I love seeing people leave feeling like they're stronger and that they're like set up for their day because yeah coming to the stuff that I do in terms of like my personal exercise like it's um just really important for my mental health to move my body and again it's something that is a bit seasonal for me because sometimes I can find myself exercising and working up a sweat like five days a week and sometimes I close my buddy move rings on my watch like twice a week. So yeah. it's not something that I, try, I aim for perfection in because I often will fall short of, but I know that it's something that sets me up well for my day and makes me a better leader at work. It makes me a better partner to Mac. It just makes me an all round better human being. Um, and it's something that fills my cup up. And maybe for other people, something that fills their cup up is reading before bed. But it's, it's just, it's something that I found um, moving my body and those endorphins like it's pretty scientifically proven that it, it does make you a happy a happier person so it, it comes in many different forms to me as I said it initially was hit and then I was like Pilates obsessed and then last year yeah I got really into running and I still am really into running but I'm pulling it back a little bit because I can go so hard on these things for like these mm. bursts of time but yeah, at the moment, I'm just trying to find like a bit of a balance between running and Pilates and then just like walking with my dog on the beach. So yeah, I love it. It's, um, I'm in, you know, I often, I, there's been times in my life where I haven't been in good places in terms of like a relationship with exercise. And I don't know, it's kind of like, I'm not, how old are you guys? 23. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like getting like further along into your mid 20s you just sort of like start to find like a little bit of inner peace around everything and it's mm. kind of nice to be there because I cool I can't like, wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like sort of like later years of high school and early university even when I started this whole food Instagram everything was just chaotic and it's just um things feel a little bit more like zen these days which is nice oh I no I do get that I I do get it I mean I think I've got a little while to go but um sound like I'm like agreeing in my head with everything that you're saying because for me exercise well Grace and I speak for both of us because I think we're the the exact same like makes it just makes you so happy and I remember I I love quite intensive like used to go to we used to go to F45 um that was when I was at my absolute happiest when I was going there um it's such a good outlet and I think anything that 
makes you happy or is a release for you when you're really busy, you will make time for it if it means mm. that much to you and if you know that you need it. Um, but yeah, I've had, I've, I go through stages of having an unhealthy relationship with it, not in terms of overworking myself, but, um, yeah, like a complicated relationship of knowing I need to do it and knowing it makes me happy, but seems like the hardest thing in the world to just go for a walk or I think lockdowns played a huge part, like COVID's played a big part in that as well. Um, motivation levels, but yeah, definitely now at this age, I, I, I know I'm at more peace with it than I used to be looking back at high school and the, you know, wanting to be a particular weight or feeling like I had to be eating this or that. Now I'm like, you know, got a couple of more kegs on me than I used to, but it's fine. Like I'm happy. I'm healthy. You know, like there, there are more things going on in the world than worrying if I've got a double chin, like in a picture or yeah. so my girlfriends and I went and did like a big, a really big hike, like in Feb or something. And um, we were all just like, I don't know, looking at this beautiful hike. And then we were just like, actually, how cool is it though that we are like able-bodied enough to do this? Because it was mm. so challenging. And like, we're all like pretty fit. Um, and we were just like, we're like not only like fit enough to do this but like we've got like bloody legs that work to be able to do this mm. like let's just like wake up and like feel grateful for the legs that move us around every day and sometimes it's like yeah. your attitude around like um just what your body can do for you and sometimes that's like a walk in the afternoon or sometimes it's like an f45 class where you like are saturated and sweat afterwards but um yeah i think it's good to get a good balance between the sorts of exercises that you are doing. Um, and I've found that to be pretty, uh, yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. It's probably something that will always kind of um, be changing in your life as well, depending on yeah your work or what stage of your life you're at. And um, yeah. yeah, it's just like making the effort to sort of figure out what works for you, I reckon. Mm. And just not having the pressures on yourself, like, like you were saying before, Elise, like, just letting go of those pressures and just being like, okay, I can do this. Let's do this. If I'm going to do a big workout, I will, but no pressure. If not like just go for a walk or something and yeah, be grateful for the bodies that we have. Yeah, for sure. And also mm. structuring your day. Like if I, like we have a massive week coming starting Monday and um, I'm like going to sit down after this and like, I at, like live on my Google calendar and I just like block everything out and I'm like that will happen and like you know I can only get up them out at the time that it's light so that's going to mean that I'm going to be at work at eight and if I have to like stay later or something I don't care because that's going to happen um and it's also like I, I encourage Kelsey to make time for that sort of thing as well so like sometimes like she will start work and I'm like Kelsey like honestly go to the beach before you get to work and like go for a walk on the beach before you like get here it's 30 minutes you know we can mm. work later in the afternoon I just think it's so important to start your day or end your day whenever you want to do it just at least a few times a week with something that's like just for you and often you know when you're exercising it is like a, it's my form of meditation like I don't meditate mm. but when I'm going for yeah. a run it's like me time and sometimes it's with music sometimes it's with a podcast sometimes it's with nothing so yeah mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, okay, to kind of wrap it up, um, where to from here for Real Red Food? I feel like you've always got things on the go. Yeah. I, I um, 
I do sort of, yeah, I suppose I am always sort of trying to think of the next best thing, but we are launching, we, so protein has been around, mm. rad protein, the vanilla flavor has been around for like nearly two, oh, two years, three years now. Yeah, something oh, wow. like that. Anyways, we are launching two new flavors of protein, which is so exciting because um, mm. it's got a herbal formulation and that's quite earthy, but we want to add some more flavoring in there so that people that just want it with water or just with a little bit of oat milk can have it like that and really enjoy it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's going to happen in the next few months. We are launching an Easter collection like in 10 days, which is wild because we only just sort of came out with it last week. But that's yeah. the why we like to keep our frozen manufacturing in-house because we can be nimble like that. But mm -hmm. um, And then in terms of like long, long term, we um, – I'm possibly starting to explore maybe setting up a um, pretty much setting up exactly what we have in Papamoa in Australia. So like a wow. factory space. Um, so like we'd set up an Australian company. We'd have a factory space. This is like literally very early idea stages, but I'm like mm -hmm. just telling you. Um, a factory <laughs> space where we'd make all of our frozen stuff because we have like the recipe or like we have the systems in order to like just do that really easily over there we would get some manufacturing partners and we would just try and maybe tap into the australian market so creating like a australian branch of real red food would be really cool and also like you know i've i've never really i think it would just be a cool project for me as well that i could like sort of go and do for six months um before life at like 30 starts well like i've still got four years but it's gonna be crazy so maybe that's something i feel like it'd be maybe like maybe one like one last like big hurrah before i maybe start to think about like settling settling down but maybe yeah oh that God, is so exciting. so exciting what part of australia or you don't you haven't got that far i haven't really got that far and i should like i should um be thinking about somewhere which has like a low cost industrial area hmm. etc but i'm also like my best friend lives in sydney so <laughs> maybe sydney, yeah. you're like you want a job <laughs> yeah, yeah but um yeah i'm not sure i just sort of want to start to look into it because i feel like australia would be a good spot for like i just feel like the brand would go well there because everyone's so health conscious and stuff yeah oh pretty God. similar to i say yeah that's amazing yeah okay Hannah, thank you so, so, so much for coming on. Um, we, yeah, we really appreciate it. And this chat has been really good. And you've definitely answered some of my burning questions I had for you. Thank you so much for coming here on your Sunday morning. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was, yeah, it was so nice to just chat with you guys. It feels like I've known you forever in this way. <laughs> Yay, love that. <laughs> cool well good luck with everything um that you've got in the works and i guess we'll just continue following your journey on instagram yeah. as you do Perfect. <laughs> thank you and good luck to you guys too i appreciate all the support thank cool. you cool thank Bye. you Bye. Bye.